0: Podcast with Nicole and John Ellen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Radical Awareness Podcast. Today's topic we'll be talking about uh, censorship and freedom of speech, and from the perspective that censorship is in fact a form of coercion, and coercion is always backed by violence
1: it is a form of violence which is what we want to talk about because we're living in in a world where this is being used as if it was normal human behavior and it is 100% not normal <laughs> well i mean it's human behavior and i guess it has been normalized mm. but um we want to talk about the fact that it's actually not acceptable and as let's say as a people we kind of need to stand up and say no um, and that that is our inherent right is to say no. I do not agree to this type of coercion against coercion, coercion,
0: coercion,
1: <laughs> coercion. <laughs> no, coercion. I've got this. Um, yeah, that we can say no. So, going to start off talking about these two fundamental principles that very much are kind of universal or natural principles of how everything works and they align with the the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine and super important to understand this as even though i nicole i'm in a female body i am made up of an, an even kind of a balance of sacred masculine sacred feminine and as we live in this world there is always this polarity that that needs to be kind of balanced as we take that sort of middle path and understanding that so the principles are the sacred feminine is referring to the non-aggression or the non-violence uh, principle, which we have done a lot of teaching on in through yoga and yoga philosophy, uh, known as the first yama, which is ahimsa, non-violence, and so we've done lots of this work, and it's very much kind of known, I guess, in the what we call the, the spiritual um, mindfulness world, is in this the idea, the new age
0: world, you the new age say?
1: world uh, of non-violence, but sometimes this gets left alone and we don't introduce the um, the counterpart to this or the, the sort of divine masculine aspect and I, I think we are personally guilty of of this to some degree um, <laughs> yeah to some degree uh, so the the masculine principle is actually the the self-defense principle right that we have the innate right as human beings to defend ourselves when there is an attacker I mean, you can think of this obviously, like if someone came down and, and pulled a gun and was like, give me all your shit, you can be like, no. And then if you need to take any kind of force, right, to actually stop that person from attacking you. And you are just, you should be in alignment with sort of natural law allowed to do that. That is the principle. It is the masculine principle of taking action in defense of yourself, your body, which is your property, and anything else that you may own and are defending.
0: And the controversial kind of end of this is that according to natural law if you choose to prescribe to that or not uh, that deadly force is also appropriate if you are defending your life if the only way to defend your own life would be to basically take someone out then that you are within your right if that person is coming at you with an act of violence that is a threat to your life you have the right to Mm. to defend yourself and use deadly force if Necessary.
1: Which we're not saying we endorse or recommend, but it's understanding that with an alignment of kind of these universal uh principles and laws is that that doesn't have a negative consequence for you. The, no karma. No karma. The issue is that our systems, which are very inverted in so many ways, which tend to in a way prop up the The perpetrators the the violence and we see this because we live in such a violent world in our systems and structures which would say that both people are responsible or in some cases the victim ends up being punished actually in more cases than we'd all like to recognize Uh, so it's a very interesting complex and kind of devastating situation we're in and so we want to talk about the importance of understanding these actual principles that align with the universe and that makes sense to us. You know, when we hear them, we're like, yes, that does make logical sense. A lot of us might have been conditioned to believe it's the other way, but that doesn't make it any form of true.
0: Mm, it mm. really doesn't. And so if we kind of peel this back away from the, um, the concepts and ideas of... Uh,
1: physical violence.
0: Physical violence, thank you, um, and bring it to the spoken word we can start to see how these ideas begin to play out at this next level.
1: Mm. Yeah, the spoken word. Really interesting. So there is... Sticks is, and
0: stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me.
1: Truly written by a narcissist. Mm. So let's understand that words um, and language and everything can absolutely be a form of violence initiated on somebody else. And if you've ever been in a verbally violent relationship, you will know this very well. And having those things said to you very much depletes your sense of self. And even the body starts to take it on like in, into our posture and, and into the illness and things that can manifest from just actually having violent words spoken at us being attacked through words now that is a violent act that goes against this natural fundamental law of the universe it's not okay it is not it is not moral behavior whatsoever um if you then use language back to kind of defend yourself to try and get out of it it's okay in just the same way but what's interesting and what i wanted to really kind of point out today is this difference between sharing your what you understand to be true, sharing your opinions and ideas, um, just what you're feeling and being told you kind of can't do that, right? No, I don't want to hear that. That's where the censorship comes in, which is this form of coercion by saying you're not allowed to say that or "That's, uh, that's misinformation, all these sorts of things when actually all you're doing is speaking your opinions and your truth. Um, that's not the same as being the bully who is using words to violently hurt somebody. But what has happened in our kind of society, in our world, especially at the moment, is, is getting these things crossed over. As if, if you're sharing what you know to be true about something, someone's going to say, no, I'm going to censor you. That's misinformation, which is harmful. It's like, well, actually, the truth is the coercion of telling someone they're not allowed their voice or they don't have access to their freedom of speech. That is the violent act. That is violence with words. You speaking what you feel you know to be true, what you've learned, whether it is true or not is irrelevant because you have the right as a human being to share what you understand. If somebody else chooses to believe you, that is absolutely over to them. And as we know, through having a level of self-awareness, you're able to take in information that you hear, filter it through your own system, your own wisdom, your own intuition, this ability to be interoceptive and actually understand and decipher for yourself what is true. That is the system you get to use as you take in information, whether it is truth or this idea of not truth or misinformation. But we're currently in this kind of war, right, on the freedom of speech uh, and censorship through other humans sitting in their little behind their little fact checker desks saying what is misinformation and what is not. And if you put something out there that they don't like, they censor you. That is violent. Violent. They are initiating violence on your rights. You have the right to act in alignment with the self defensive principle right by fighting back by actually being like no this is my right to be able to share what I want to share I do not have to silence myself because you are uncomfortable with my truth
0: mm. and this actually commented curiously and quite interestingly in a recent court case where uh, Facebook were found to admit that their fact checkers were acting not from the basis of fact, but from the basis of opinion. And when someone is controlling the narrative that is put out there through the means of fact-checking, they are controlling more than they should be controlling. They're controlling other people's freedom of speech. And this censorship that is really being used by those who have the the power to control these means is starting to create a particular narrative, rather than an open platform, which they were proposing they existed upon.
1: <laughs> they lied, guys. They lied. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's very, it's very disturbing, you know, because it really is like a war on our minds. Of who can kind of get in first And basically it's like If you don't take care of that You don't want to get in there first Someone else will They'll program basically into you What you think happiness is What you think freedom is What you think your life should be Who you think you are It's a very bizarre um, concept To truly understand how brainwashed we've been And kind of controlled And that this form of censorship Is actually doing the same thing you know it's Telling just us what
0: to be afraid of
1: yes and narrowing who to be our afraid ability of. yeah to to learn and to be open-minded and just using like such lame tactics you know just like let just shame others you're like wow that's intelligent or say things like oh I, I just can't i can't listen to that just all these things that are not qualities of intelligent people that then intelligent people are using and thinking they're smart i'm like wow how'd you get that brainwashed that's amazing and, and the it. issue is, mm. is that if you haven't spent enough time in your life to cultivate self-awareness and this self-reflective kind of practice to be able to go, whoa, yeah, when did I start believing that, or what did I latch onto? And I mean, we learn things all the time, and absolutely, like leaning stuff of wow, that has so much truth, it resonates so much. I really want to share that and understand it more, and it aligns with this value and this value. But if you haven't if you haven't had this level of self-awareness, if you if you don't reflect on things, you might not even know what your values are, what your principles are, you know, what you actually stand for and, and who you are. If you can't answer these questions, then your mind is just open and anyone can basically take it. And that's the world we live in with the internet and with our phones and with this access to constant information and then this absolute censorship and this way of just funneling particular um threads of information right into you and it's it just sort of brings it back to it's it's so violent to be doing that it's under the guise of oh we've created algorithms so that we can give you what you want how do they actually know oh well we see what you know we're, we're listening to you right we're doing all this stuff we're, we're watching the way you search things but if you haven't done the inner work to understand who you are then you don't know then someone's just perpetuating this idea that actually they're creating you know the chicken and egg where did it start where does it end
0: mm, and if we don't train our children to understand what truth is and understand what their true truth is, then they are vulnerable to misinformation, mm. to to being taken off off track by lies. But do you think that humanity as a whole is so weak that we need powers that be to control the information that's out there so that we, because they don't trust us enough, for us to be able to pick out what's the truth and what's a lie. That's what they're saying to you. They're saying, you're so weak. We're going to take responsibility for filtering what's true and what's false from you. We're going to take that away from you. And if we get just like anything else, just like a muscle, if you don't use it, it starts to become weaker. And so if all of this information is being filtered through fact checkers and fact checkers are what we're relying on and censorship is what we're relying on, then we'll never actually understand how to spot the lie. But isn't that convenient?
1: Mm, It's amazing. It's like, oh, you're just to be told that your mind is that weak. It's that pathetic. And it's just so gross. For me personally, I'm like, no, it's not like. I know exactly how to look through that and you end up having an absolute radar for for what is truth and what is, well, bullshit, basically. But it is intense and when you're sort of on these platforms and you're being trolled by your own friends and family who are then telling you that you're wrong or this is fact-checked and they're so proud and there's so much righteousness. And these are people that I'm like, I have respect for, you know, I've liked in my life. We've shared good times. We've shared intelligent times. And now they're fact-checking me. Of something else, where they don't even know where it came from, and it is just an amazing, amazing um to say thing. You know that, is, that has happened. Phenomenon. Phenomenon that's happened, mm. and what? How is this influencing our our consciousness? How is this influencing our ability to create, our ability for imagination, and when you understand that imagination is one of the most powerful aspects for creation and for creating a life you want to have, if you're constantly being told what to think and that you've got to kind of limit yourself to so small, you are limiting your imagination. Therefore, you are limiting your possibility of creation, creation in your own life. That means someone else is controlling what you're able to imagine and what you are able to possibly create. And so you can see how easy it would be to just fall into these limited ideas, limited beliefs, and this real limited vision of the future, and then exist in fear. Because now at this point, you've convinced yourself that your mind must just be mush, and you have to rely on all of these um, outside, what am I trying to say? Not services. Uh, Oh, yeah, services. Authorities. Authorities to, to, to basically tell you what you think. And yet if we don't look at this in a more critical way, a lot of us don't even realize that's what we're saying. But just in each moment, where are we handing over our power? Where are we handing over our freedom? How do we actually get it back? And what is truth? You know, what is that? I mean, how many times do we ask ourselves, what is the true meaning of life? What happens when I die? What happened when I was born? You know, why do I wake up in the morning? What, what is an emotion? All of these things, if we're not constantly... Exploring and kind of reflecting and unwinding ourselves, we are never going to access any truth. Mm. You cannot access external external truth until you've found internal truth. It is not possible. <laughs> you have to know who you are from the inside out to then be able to start to actually absorb knowledge. If your focus is always on external knowledge, you could read all of the books in the world. You could have all of that kind of academic external intelligence but it doesn't mean anything if you haven't gone inward if you haven't become more aware if you haven't become self-reflective you don't know who you are it's like it doesn't have any context to land in it doesn't mean anything it's like in this bizarre holding chamber until it can actually be filtered through you who you are the amazing creation that you as a human what our vessel is our human vessel is and how it can transmute knowledge and wisdom Uh, from the external sources. But this, this world we live in with coercion, this kind of violent way of censoring and shaping knowledge is really starting to limit our capacity to be more aware and to actually take a wide spectrum of knowledge into us and then kind of filter out and decipher and understand. And in doing so, when you learn more perspectives, when you learn more sides to any story, you ultimately become more compassionate. You become more understanding. You become more forgiving. You become more curious. You ask more questions. Now, why would the powers that be want us not to have any of those qualities? Hmm. It's a really, really, really good way to control people. Mm. Really good way to keep them small. Really good way to keep them compliant. Yes.
0: And we hand over our knowledge to others. We hand over our thinking to the people over there that do that job. Oh, we leave that to the scientists. We leave that to the engineers. We leave that to all of these different compartmentalizations that exist in the world. And if you go within science, it's even more compartmentalized into tiny, 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 tiny little disciplines, tiny little specializations that mean that the knowledge gets so minute, it gets so small that it's not spread around and it's not encouraged for all of us to find a level of knowledge that serves us, that serves us as individuals to be able to really empower ourselves with information. And from that, we can become fantastic filters for the truth Mm. and the lies because we have come in contact with a lot more. And so often we are leaning into an expert in a particular field, which might be putting them on the news or putting them into a particular encyclopedia or book or website or something that becomes an authority. But even the word authority basically means that you're you're giving someone your rights, you're handing them the right to author your life, to be the controller of your life, you're handing over control. Is that really something that you want to do?
1: Mm. Mm. Well said. No, I would like to author my own life. Mm. So I just point out, you know, we're always hearing, um, it's for the greater good. Do it for the greater good. Be coerced. Censor and bully people for the greater good. I was going to say this. The only thing good for the greater good is doing your own work first mm. right become more self-aware do your own shit take care of yourself clean your shit up that is for the greater good being know bullied yourself, and coerced knowledge. yeah and suppressing yourself is never going to be good for everybody else this is the biggest lie that we're told doing all these things for everyone else bullshit that just makes resentful, angry little people. And then we all hate each other more and we hate ourselves. That, oh, will that person's never...
0: not doing it for the greater good. We better take them out and take them down and censor them and stop them from talking because they're just in it for themselves.
1: Don't talk. Listen to us. Wear a mask. Take this. Do this. You belong to me. We own you. You're our slave. Unfortunately, you're not a slave. You're a free being. And if you look after yourself, we will all have freedom. Mm. mm. Mm.
0: Mm. Yes. Well
1: ah, mm. oh, would you like to just share a beautiful quote on on truth? On truth. On truth. Would you like to do that? We've got a really lovely um,
0: Absolutely. Okay, the pause button's really magical because then I could go and find the quote, could check into what uh, what exactly we were talking about. So here I it thought is. thought we
1: were, uh, you know, speaking through our minds. Yeah, some, sometimes we, we it's missed, there. Yeah. But we actually,
0: <laughs> we actually had way too many quotes that we've been talking about. So anyway. Here we go. <laughs> this one comes from a very, very interesting man by the name of Mark Passio. Uh, quite a polarising man, but um, well worth investigating.
1: Side note, before John reads the quote, um, a lot of the things that we have learned, researched and felt uh, our whole lives really, this man summarises in a way that just soothes our soul. So, mm. yeah, we really, really rate the way he presents information, that he puts um, pieces together in a way that I don't think many others have or can.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you like listening to Nicole, you know, if you like a good rant, if you like it really kind of...
1: Direct. If you like being yelled at. Yeah. yeah.
0: If you like being yelled at, you'll you'll have a good time with this man. So, I'll try and deliver this Passio style. Oh, How but about you're that?
1: so sweet. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll do my best. Okay. Go. <laughs>
0: this uh, this quote is under the subtitle "Service to Truth," and you might even imagine a statue of Truth as a uh, a woman holding a sword in one hand and. The scales of justice in the other, the Libra scales. My dear wife here is a Libra.
1: I am, I really. Yeah. I also have a sword. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Any hoot. Let's mm-hmm. uh, stop beating around the bush. The quote goes like this Truth can never be destroyed, but humanity can be destroyed when we refuse to act in service to truth as her defenders. It is possible for us to co-create a positive outcome, but this can only be accomplished if we care enough to learn the truth ourselves and then develop the courage to continuously speak it to others.
1: That was pretty good, John. That was it was firm, direct. Mm. I was into it.
0: Yeah, you can see.
1: Oh, yes, that's yeah. amazing. Really, really got it in the voice. Um, <laughs> great quote, though. And so interesting, you know, truth is... It's pretty ugly, actually, at the moment, to be fair, and having to access this. It's also really, you know, a lot of times in the mindfulness movement, it's like, oh, I'm just going to find myself. It was so fun. That's a lie. <laughs> Finding yourself isn't fun. It's so messy. And then you're like, oh.
0: You've got to face your own darkness. Which I'm is actually there? a dick. Oh.
1: Oh, no. Oh. And you got, like, all that stuff, all those relationships, all these people, all the things we've done, and and, and some. Uh, and then just kind of the truth of the world we exist in. And, and it's not separate to us. Wrong. We are a part of this. Oh, oh. so many times. Oh. Yeah, Oof. it's cool. So it's messy, but it's hella worthwhile. Uh, and kind of necessary to not just feel, well, dead inside, you know? Yeah. To really, to really keep pushing the boundaries and to know that when you live a life of truth and when you speak truth and when you stand in it, a lot of people aren't going to like you. Just going to say it. If you're like, but this can't be right. I'm aligning with truth. But then people are like hating on me. Oh, no, that's normal. Real normal. Um, I. Yeah, I always have recent friends. That's how I would put it. I have a lot of recent friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John's been around a while.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they say um, that, you know, if you are in the in the the business of selling lies, I tell you what, you will get money, <laughs> you will get fame, you'll get the, the fancy cars, you'll get the publicity, you'll get all of the newest of the new, you'll get this and you'll get that and so many people will be knocking at your door saying, yeah, 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 give, uh, give, give yourself over to one of these and one of these and one of these lies and this lie and that lie man, you will be popular and there'll be people at your door and at your feet and giving you everything you want. But if you're selling truth, yeah, you're selling pure, unadulterated, raw truth. You'll find yourself with a lot of haters, probably not a lot of money. Yeah, probably nothing that fancy. Just a whole lot of morals and principles and freedom.
1: And your heart will just feel so expanded but you know the one thing that you do have actually and I say you know (laughs) losing friends but that is not so true I've actually made the deepest and most I lose it we were talking about just side note about friendship today and this idea of what the word like what this concept of friendship is and because
0: thanks Facebook
1: yeah we always hear you know oh my ex-friend this has been current in the last two years especially My ex-friend did this. I'm like, guys, we weren't friends if I'm now an ex-friend, okay? We're ex-acquaintances, get it right. A friend (laughs) is someone, light dog issues, a friend is someone who you have connected with in such a deep and meaningful way That no matter how different your opinions are or your understandings or whatever it is, no matter what happens, there will always be a way back to each other, a way of understanding and mutual respect. But an acquaintance is someone that you might connect with. It might feel like it's on a deep level and then something happens and you actually kind of hate them and judge them, right? Like you turn away. They were never a friend. That's not friendship. Just to be super clear on that. And that's obviously just my idle opinion. But yes, tuning more into what is real and really following your, your sort of your heart and what feels like truth and kind of unraveling what we find in the world we exist in has led to the, the deepest, the most enriching and powerful and raw and real relationships of my life, which actually, when I look back, is what I was always looking for from when I was a very young child. Uh, I didn't really, really didn't really like the superficial stuff. I was quite social, interestingly enough. Um, but really wanted this form of depth or meaning or, or like sacred celebration. And it just kind of didn't exist in, the, in my world. So very blessed to have that now and to speak in a real way and to know that for those who don't resonate with it, it's okay. I've loved being your acquaintance, you know, that was beautiful. And I hope you find people where real deep and meaningful friendship exists because that's what we all deserve as free and sovereign beings is to be in deep connected relationship with ourselves with other people uh, with animals and with nature herself with mother earth father sky that we have this very enriched relationship with everything around us that to me is the purpose in a lot of ways of life and that we we take that with sacred reverence and we learn and we grow um at every opportunity we have really yeah Mm. in a non-aggressive way but if you need to that self-defensive Self-defence principle is uh, right there.
0: It's right there.
1: He's got your back.
0: Yeah, you have the right to defend yourself. Don't forget that. That's our kind of parting note for, yeah. for, for this uh, episode. We, uh, we tried to wrap it up a few times and uh, we, we, we finally got there. We
1: finally yes. did. We've actually, guys, we, for those of you who know, we just recently got a puppy. He just barked. There you yes. go. He was like, I'm here. And it's, it's a little bit different recording podcast with a puppy. So that's that's our kind of woo.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, l- let, listen, let him let oh, go. Good boy, yeah, really, really telling. He's he he wants to be a part of it. So that's here fine. we are, here he is. That's that's him coming to join us. He uh, yeah, he did interrupt a couple of times, but you know, through the wonderful world of editing. Not that we've edited much, um,
1: guys. We're not going to edit it, um, but we're going to go because he'd love our attention. And yep. thank you for listening to this point and. We will be back soon.
0: Absolutely, as always, we love you. If you've got the, if you've got the resources to do it, give us a like, a subscribe, share this podcast, and uh, and spread the love and spread the truth. Bye. Bye bye.
1: The Radical Awareness Podcast.